listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, this is your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 28th of April 2021. Later, we'll take a look at what Australia's most trusted brands are, but first to inflation, which came in soft, below expectations, meaning interest rates will stay low for quite some time. So the underlying measure, which is what the RBA looks at, hit a record low of 1.1%. That's way below its 2 to 3% annual target band. There were some price pressures, though, for the quarter. Petrol, for example, up 8.7%. Jewellery or accessories up 7%. That's good news because it means consumers are feeling confident to make purchases. Furniture was a big decliner, though. Prices for furniture down 3%. That's because of the post-Christmas sales. And believe it or not, the price of new homes... They declined marginally, 0.1%, but that's because of the impact of government policies like Home Builder. So to explain all of that, I spoke earlier with Shane Oliver, the Chief Economist at AMP Capital. Shane, what does this inflation report say about the economy? It's telling us that uh, companies still don't have a lot of pricing power. Yes, some areas have gone up quite significantly, notably petrol prices, and were it not for the Home Builder house price subsidy, uh, property prices as well. And we're talking here about new dwelling prices, not so much the land prices. But beyond that, there's not a lot of inflation out there. The underlying measures of inflation remain very, very low, uh, well below the 2 to 3% target the Reserve Bank's looking for. And there's pockets of extreme weakness. For example, furniture prices fell 3%. So all of this is telling us that price Price growth in Australia is still pretty weak. The Reserve Bank is a long way from meeting its inflation goals and therefore the Reserve Bank is going to remain very dovish. Shorthand for saying rate hikes are still a long way off. Yes, yeah, so no earlier than expected interest rate rise. What's the markets thinking though? Because we were seeing all these movements in bond yields as well earlier in the year. We did see a sharp rise in government bond yields earlier in the year and of course that was the bond market getting worried that sooner rather than later, central banks, including the Reserve Bank, would start to raise interest rates. Now, over the last month or so, that seems to have settled down a little bit. I think there's still a bit of risk on that front. If we look through to the current quarter, we will see a bit more of a spike in inflation, particularly as last year's drop in petrol and childcare costs drops out of the annual numbers. So we will see a bit of a pickup going forward, and therefore bond markets may still remain a bit edgy. But I think at the end of the day, we've still got very low underlying inflation pressures in Australia. That's what the Reserve Bank will focus on. They're going to strip out extreme movements in things like home prices once the government subsidy wears off and petrol prices. They'll focus on the underlying trend. Until we get decent wages growth in this country, it's hard to see a sustained uh, pickup in inflation. Shane Oliver there, the Chief Economist at AMP Capital. The share market liked the news because the ASX 200 rose 0.4% to 7,064, adding around 40 points immediately after the data dropped just before lunchtime. So for more on that and the rest of the day's market news, I spoke with Adam Dawes from Shaw & Partners. Adam, the market liked the inflation report. Why? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because the market has been sold off of late on the back of a lot of this, uh, you know, expecting inflation to rise. But that certainly that number today was a little bit lower. And I think, you know, you look at that, 
the band is around two to three percent that that we, that we think that inflation is going to work for. Um, it came in a lot lower than that. I think there's issues going to happen around if there's workforce or labour issues and wage growth. They're the two things that we need to be be mindful of. But the reason why the market liked it today, we're expecting inflation to be higher. It wasn't there. It was a little bit lower than expected. And that means markets move higher on the back of it. So what's the market now thinking? Those expectations of a rate rise earlier than 2024, have they really gone out the window? I think they have, to be honest. I think, you know, we've, we've always been worried about rising interest rates. That sort of uh, decouples uh, markets and sort of boosts markets lower. But I really do think that um, inflation, uh, sorry, interest rates are going to stay lower for longer. We've seen the RBA talk about that. So, yeah, I, I think interest rate rises in the near term are definitely out the window. So does that at all change your investment style? don't know if it changed our investment style. We've certainly been buying a lot of value lately, We've seen that rotation out of growth into value, hence why the banks have done well. Um, we, we've seen a lot of that. I don't think it changes our investment philosophy. However, it just makes sure it means that we can probably be in the market a little bit longer. As soon as there is a whiff of interest rates starting to rise, markets will come off and you need to be mindful of that going forward. Some corporate news today. Coles reported a 6% fall in supermarket sales for the quarter. Uh, Interestingly, it noted a normalisation of consumer behaviour following the rush we saw during the pandemic. So the question is, are you seeing any businesses out there that have been able to maintain growth following these stellar numbers driven by the pandemic? Because that really is the challenge, right, to maintain these spectacular growth numbers. Absolutely. As, as with Coles at 12% like-for-like sales, it's impossible for them to maintain that on an ongoing basis. We're like-for-like sales around sort of 2 to 3 to 4%. So it's really interesting. And we called it the pantry-demic. Everybody panicked and got out there and moved forward. Look, I think, I think with something like uh, the whole idea of businesses that are doing well post-pandemic, I really like Wes Farmers. They've done very, very well and will continue to do very well in that consumer discretionary space with Bunnings. Um, I think Qantas is also going to do quite well out of this moving forward as well. Um, You know, you can look overseas to Disney, PayPal, those kinds of businesses as well. But with any pandemic, we know the weak ones get shaken out and they'll be moving and the strong ones will get stronger. So, yeah, West Farmers is a a good example of of a company like that. And one final story, the CEO of JB Hi-Fi jumping ship to Premier Investments. It highlights just how shaky investors can feel about management uh, management changes because shares of JB Hi-Fi fell sharply today. What are your thoughts? Well, JB Hi-Fi has actually been off the boil around about 14% for the week. So we have started to see some of these post-pandemic businesses that have done well, Kogan, Redbubble, those uh, Temple and Webster all come off a little bit because of they of those sales. Now everyone was staying at home, staring at a computer screen, saying, "I need to get a new one." That now potentially isn't going to be needed because people are going to go start going back to work. Yes, that management change is a bit of an issue, but Terry Smart, uh, the CEO, has been in this role from 2010 to 2014. He heads up the Good Guys uh, division at the moment, so I think that is a, a good result for JB Hi-Fi. I think the reason why the market got a little bit more skittish today around JB Hi-Fi is that they neglected to give full year 2021 guidance for sales as well as earnings. And I think that's what the market's a little bit more concerned about at the moment. Adam Dawes there from Shaw and Partners. Now, every year, Reader's Digest commissions an independent survey to determine Australia's most trusted brands. And this year, just over 3,000 Australians were surveyed. So 
To find out more, Anna Napoli spoke with Reader's Digest Managing Director Zoe Munyi. Zoe, what are consumers' favourite brands? Okay, so our top three brands, first up we had Band-Aid and number two was Dettol and number three was the Cancer Council. So as you can see, the top three brands are all brands that offer some kind of measure of protection and comfort to us. Was it different from previous years? Well, one of the biggest surprises was in our iconic brands. Uh, usually Vegemite has taken the top spot for the last couple of years, but this year we found that the top spot has been for the first time Bunnings Warehouse. So I think this um, reflects a lot about the last year we've had with the coronavirus and people doing a lot of ISO renos and, uh, you know, a lot of DIY. So, um, you know, a trip to Bunnings was one of the few indulgences that we could actually enjoy. So it's not a surprise that it's slipped into the top spot for the first time this year. Zoe Munier there from Reader's Digest. That is SBS on the Money for this Wednesday. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Business Ricardo. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.